Hey yo, it's Katara from Smoke to Smoke. I want to give y'all the 411 on a company with great Delta 8 and rare cannabinoid products that can be delivered right to your door. If you're looking for some high quality rare cannabinoid products, look no further. My boys over at Moonwalker have got you covered. If you're looking for a wide range of quality rare cannabinoid tinctures, gummies, vapes, topicals, and even gummy sampler packs for you to try out just a taste of some of their delicious cannabinoid treats before committing to a bottle, check out Moonwalker. And when you go to the site, don't forget to use the code smoke to smoke 420 to save some cash the next time you want to stock up your stash. Again, that's S-M-O-K-E-T-O-S-M-O-K-E-420 to save a little bit off on me. It means a lot. Hello and welcome to Smoke to Smoke, the show that'll get you in the know about smoke and drill. I'm your host, Kadabra. With this podcast, I hope to inform you about the fast-growing world of cannabis. I'll be discussing strains, cannabis legislation, groundbreaking studies on the herb, and much more because there's a lot to cover. This podcast is for listeners 18 and up, so if you're a little kid, I might have to ask you to leave for now, but when it's your time, I'll be here and just feel free to hop on back in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get started. Hello again. For this episode of Smoke to Smoke, I'll be talking with a lovely guest that's the mind behind and owner of Buddy Mary, a shop that sells unique hand-painted smoking accessories based out of Wales. Before we get started, though, I have a quick disclaimer. While I make an immense effort to broadcast accurate information, I am not a doctor. I am simply presenting my views based on what I gather from my own research. Please do not use this podcast as medical advice, and be sure to consult your physician for any medical issues you may be having. Thank you. Now let's light up and dig in. Thank you so much for joining me on today's show. I've been really looking forward to the opportunity to chat with you after seeing a post on Instagram with proud Mary Tina Turner, the rolling tray that you designed. So before we get started, though, I got to know how you're doing today and what you're smoking on. Hello, uh, I'm good. It's the end of my day, so I'm getting a bit tired now, but I am good. And I am tooting on a vape cart from my friend Peng the Magic Dragon. I think it's the RS11 one, because it always gets all up in my nose, all terpy and tingly. It's very nice. Ah, uh, uh, you said you had a vape cart? Yeah, they like this one's um, like a little poddy thing. Um, it's an all-in-one disposable little doodad, but it's, it's handy because it's rechargeable as well. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so could you please introduce yourself and your business to the folks at home? Hello, folks at home. Um, I'm Buddy Mary. I'm based in Wales in the UK, and I'm a cannabis artist, content creator, photographer, and I write the occasional article for my website, buddymary.co.uk. Um, yeah, I think that's a little... <laughs> little brief what summary there yeah a little brief summary you also host uh what is it craft fairs and you do strain reviews yeah you do it all oh yes the can of craft fair it happens once a year so uh i uh, yeah sometimes i'm like 
I did that too. So I'm the founder of the Can of Craft Fair. Um, it's a virtual um, cannabis-inspired craft event. Uh, and I'm going to ask a little bit more about that later, but right now I want to focus on your business. So what? why does cannabis mean so much to you and why are you so passionate about it? Um, well, cannabis has been in my life since I was 19 so I think to you know the most people it's sort of a late comer uh, I was a like functioning alcoholic between 16 and 19 and then someone introduced me to cannabis and that was it within two weeks I'd stopped drinking and I was just a full-time stoner my friends were trying to text me to come out to um, this club that we used to go to and I remember sitting there watching tv eating hot chocolate powder straight out the tub <laughs> and I was so happy and I did not want to go out and again yeah, two weeks before I'd have been like yes I would have already been there like already you know wankered shit face whatever but uh, i was completely content staying at home watching movies and eating dry hot chocolate that's amazing um i've got uh, i've got i'm adhd i'm autistic i didn't find out that this out until later in life um so it turned out i had been self-medicating and helping myself to get by and through life uh with the cannabis that way which i guess is why it turned my life around so much and um, the alcohol was my mode of self-medicating before obviously is not going to work very well um and now i've got trigeminal neuralgia as well as a couple of other um chronic pain conditions um and uh, yeah, my boy, i'm an old person wrapped up in a young person's skin um and cannabis basically keeps me alive i would have been dead 10 times over already if it wasn't for cannabis oh okay so basically it started out as not a um medical uh, form of consumption for you but really as you've gotten older you've realized all the different medical benefits Mm-hmm. And like the more I learned about it, and more I learn about the plant and what she does, and and what it, what it, everything, right? You know, the endocannabinoid system and stuff. The more there was something in me, like instinctively telling me this was right, that was medicine, you know, before I knew properly. And then the more I learn, the more I just fall in love with this plant because it's so freaking cool, right down to like the biology and how it farms microbes and stuff like that. It's just so fascinating. And then just looking at it, you don't have to even smoke it or eat it or whatever. Just looking at it can bring you joy because, oh, my God, some of the colors in it, the shapes, the mute, you know, the mutant ones you Mm -hmm. see, they're so freaking cool. Like what's not to get passionate about? Like, <laughs> yeah, really looking at bud pictures and just sniffing different strains. Like, it's so, it's mm-hmm. so fun because really, until I started researching it myself, I didn't realize that different strains had different scents. It's just whatever I got, I smoked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it is so fascinating. It you can it's fun for all the senses. Yeah, really, you even um, it's a holistic uh, sense experience whenever you are engaging with cannabis, from the taste to the smell to looking at it and touching it, and mm-hmm. the way it feels, so it gets all sticky. Or if you, some people can get um, hives from touching raw plants. Oh wow! Because they're they yeah, I think they suppose that my my uh, my partner. It's, a lot of people have got um, don't really realize it. They'll have allergies to like THCA. So when you're handling raw plants, when you're in there, like tending to them if your skin comes out in hives it's uh it's a reaction to the plants they're like trying to deter us but that's the 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 resin that we love so much so you yeah i'll I'll keep making you angry so you keep making more resin (laughs) oh wow so does he really stick with like um like concentrates and stuff that's not raw plant 
Yeah, and, and so if uh, if he accidentally gets anything with THCA in it, if something's not been dirty decarb properly or whatever, if there is any real raw plant, um, he can get really, really ill. Um, this one time we were at a, a canner event. Um, it was like a camping one, and we were having our coffee in the morning, and he picked up a grinder and like smelt the grinder and went to show it to me, and he dropped it, it had dropped, and literally a single flake of flour landed in his coffee and he's like, I'll oh, just drink drink it anyway, not thinking. About an hour later, he sat in the car, we were driving home and his stomach was was killing him, insane pain. And he couldn't work out what he'd had that would have triggered it because he's a celiac as well. So we thought, oh, is it glu- has he had some gluten somehow? And um, we realized that it was from that tiny little bit of, of flour that had fallen into his coffee. It was mad. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't even know that was possible. Mm. So he's got to wear like a hazmat suit around Bud then. Yeah. Man, that's that's tragic. <laughs> yeah. Wrap up. So um, does is he working with you and partnering with Buddy Mary? Um, so his his brand he's Welsh Worms and basically he's a, a worm farmer making um, biologically complete nutrient rich compost um, and and uh, worm castings. He sells the occasional batch of worms as well, but they're they're in limited uh, supply. So the the work sort of does go hand in hand, um, and he does have products of his on my website as well. Um, but it it all it does all work together. We're still under the cannabis umbrella. He's outside um, with the with the worms, or he's inside. He's got a microscope to to check out the biology and everything, and then I'm inside painting. Ah, nice. So, how long have you been running, Buddy Mary? Um, in May, it's going to be three years. So, uh, yeah, I, it started in lockdown. Um, uh, it was out of out of necessity, really, because I I'd gone back to college as a mature student to do art, and uh, then COVID hit and lockdown and everything. So we were all trapped in our houses, and uh, the basically the only support that I could get from the government was um, they told me was if I got pregnant or dropped out. So uh, I stuck with my course and started Buddy Mary instead and started selling the work that I was sitting there making. That's awesome. So really just be out of necessity. You started this business and you've grown so much out of it. It's crazy to think that the pandemic and lockdown was three years ago now, but long time you've come from that. It is mad, isn't it? Yeah, like, well, here, I swear, it's like you forgot, the people have forgotten what COVID is and you just see the occasional sign that says like social distancing, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh yeah, that was a thing. It's like we've everyone's like, oh, we're done COVID now. What? Every now and again, you see an article that pops up, like trying to scare you. Oh, look at this strain. Yeah, yeah, I've seen different um things pop up from time to time about new variants coming out, but really, it's just all about staying on your toes with research, um, trying to get as many different sources as possible, so you're not getting all your information from one source and getting a biased viewpoint. And yeah. Mm-hmm. But back to Buddy Mary, because this is not a COVID chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what kinds of products do you have for sale? You said that you've got some of your husband's worm products on there. Do you have some artwork as well? 
Yeah, so um, I like to play around with mediums. So I paint a lot. I mostly with acrylic. Um, I've got watercolor pieces as well. I do a bit of lino carving and and print making. Um, and the past year, well, it's been a year now. Um, this time last year, I started painting rolling trays, which were a huge thing. They basically be my bread and butter all year. Um, so it's a lot, of, yeah, the, the, the rolling trays fly out. I worked out the other day, well, this was before Christmas now, but I'd done 144 trays the past year. Wow. Um, I paint, I've done coasters and placemats and things like that as well. There's mugs with my artwork on it. Um, and I do, there's a little, there's a few bits of merch, but I'm going to be changing my supplier at the moment because it's, it's not very good. It's a big drop shipping company and you basically only see like, you know, 10 but maybe 10 percent of the the overall total it's, it's just terrible um but it's it's mostly you've got original artwork there's all sorts and you can get prints of my uh of my work as well so when the originals are sold i've got digital um copies of of originals oh okay so i hate to put you on the spot like this but uh you said that you have a drop shipping um sort of like um system that you're working with with your um products does how does this differ from like a made to order and could you explain this to us real quick because i have some listeners that create merch and would be interested in hearing this the the the, the drop shipping is is that it is a print on demand service so okay. i've like designed the 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 garments the they're on my website um and say someone orders them it'll come direct from the company then so they'll print it and send it straight to them so i don't have to worry about buying merch in i don't have to worry about the space of storing it because i'm we live in a converted well it's not even converted we literally live in an outhouse in the in in my parents garden of their b&b it's a huge garden i think grounds are more appropriate to call it um as i say that i'm literally looking at like rotten wooden windows and spiders everywhere it's it's a proper like garden cottage <laughs> um and because like typical stoner i've lost my train of thought ah oh, pro uh, products so i don't have the space we've got big ass dog there's two of us here um we don't have the space to store you know multiple sizes in different things and also that's a lot of money that i can't afford to have sitting there while i'm waiting for it to turn around so the drop shipping service was really really handy for me to be able to get my products out there but now after a year, um, example, my partner's um, grandparents, bless them, they placed an order for two tote bags that had uh, my cannabis bud design all over it. And it was £44 for this um, order. And I only got about £3.50 out of it in the end. Um, so it just seems like a lot of money for products that I don't get to see beforehand. And sometimes, like the, some of the T-shirts, the design that they've washed, I've, I've trialed them and they've not worked very well. And the amount of money that they want for these products that they're not coming out as as quality as I know they could be, especially for that money, it's just disappointing. So instead of that, I'm going to be using um, my, my friend. She does embroidery and she started doing printing as well. She's got a small business. She customizes clothes. Her name's um, Yoss House or Yours Who's, as I call it, because that's what it looks like to me um, <laughs> in, in writing. Um, I was like, hey, that makes sense. It's a little, little noise. Yours Who's. Um, and, uh, she started doing all the work. So I'm going to be doing, um, little small batches of stuff so I can use a small business, um, help my friend out. And then you've just got little, little limited runs of stuff. I think it just makes stuff a bit more special. 
Yeah, it makes things a little bit more exclusive, you know, with a little bit more of a special mm -hmm. touch because it's being made by somebody and not just a big company. Exactly, exactly. Um, and, and yeah, you're, you're helping out small businesses then as well. So you're just getting too much of the money. It was it was just too much of uh, of the small person's way it goes into a faceless thing, and I've got no one to talk to. And as I said, the product isn't up to scratch. So yeah, I'm going to be dumping Printful off the website very soon. Oh, wow. Well, dang. Well, yeah, I heard different things from here in the States about different companies people try to do drop shipping with that they've had mm -hmm. some problems with, which has kind of deterred me from doing merch myself. I kind of do yeah. small batch things that I just kind of make the design for and I'll pay for it and just send it to them personally because that way I know what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she, she's really good because she'll show me step by step along the way as well. And Oh, okay. And is she on Instagram as well? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll be sure to tag her in the show notes for listeners who are interested in checking her out as well, because, you know, we got to support small businesses, all of them. Yes, please do. She's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So how do you get ideas for the designs that you create? Uh, uh, well, at the moment, I've been doing a lot more, a lot of commissions. Um, so I've been doing what people have asked me to do. Or every now and again, I'll get someone who says, oh, I've got this sort of concept. Can you just do whatever you want with it? And I might, so while they're telling me, I'm, you know, something sort of a picture developed in my mind. Um, but most of the work is like copy, copying logos and stuff um, when it's the bespoke, bespoke work. Um, but the, the ideas for my own stuff, uh, it'll it'll completely vary. I'll be inspired by, I, I don't know, um, something that someone says. Someone says something like a little cool turn of phrase, and I'll be like, ah, and quickly have to write that down because a little image has just popped up in my head. Or uh, I, before I was relaxing, I, I didn't have a bathtub, so I was borrowing my friend's bath, and I was soaking in a tub, and I was looking around. It was a really nice bathroom, and she had loads of banana-scented products, and straight away, it was like a light bulb. It just comes into my head, and I could see this banana piece, and it's like an up-close piece or like a close um photo of uh a, a banana peel with the sticker uh, is it Ch chiquitas oh, yeah. the bananas you know the yellow and and blue sticker uh and but instead of the the brand name it said banana og and instead of the yellow lady it had the banana leaf and i, I could see it in watercolor with like the black mottling dots of the banana and stuff and the idea came completely fully formed to me uh in, into my head and i just felt uh, when it when the ideas pop up like that it mm -hmm. feels like just printing it out with my hands I've just got to get it out of my head and onto the paper or the trip, whatever it is. And then other times I might have to, sometimes I get blocked. So I've got to start to type in random stuff, something that I'm feeling, I'll find a picture that might inspire me or, yeah, it comes from all different places, really. So, it's a, yeah, it sounds like you get inspiration from a little bit of everywhere, but just your creative spin that you add to it is just so unique. Like, that's what caught my eye when I was scrolling through my Instagram feed, because I believe you were suggested to me as kind of like, um, like on the For You page or something. I was scrolling through and I was like, now, what is this Tina Turner tray right here? It was, it was beautiful. 
Yeah, I really enjoyed doing that. That was so. That was an example of when I've had to just copy a design because that was someone's full logo, um, which is usually in in a circle, and I just extended it out and then added the 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 cannabis plants that are on either side of it, so it looks like that the stage lights that's in the background of the logos hitting them. Um, yeah, it's it. Yeah, that's a perfect example of that. Yeah. Okay. So, what is what has been your most favorite or unique product that you've offered? I love doing the commissions because I get to make pieces for people that might last them years to come. Um, someone two years, two years, oh my God, two years ago, ugh, uh, someone commissioned a portrait of their daughter who was obsessed with uh, Twilight. So you know that um, the classic Edward and Bella poster where it's all shadow and it's just their faces sort of coming together. Mm -hmm. She wanted me to do recreate that, but instead of Kirsten... What's her name? Uh, they wanted me to put the daughter in her place. Oh, that's awesome. It was cool. But like something like that, your mum gives that to you for your birthday. You're going to have that on your wall for a long, long time. You might even you know, hand it down to your children. There's some of these pieces that I'm making, um, someone gave their parents a, a portrait of them from when they were younger. And like something like that is going to hang on a family home for, for a really long time. So I really like doing the custom pieces. And plus, it, it, every piece is different. And sometimes I'll just say, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I can do that. And not thinking about what they've asked me to do. And it's something I've not done before. So I've got to really sit there and think. And it creates a new challenge for me. And I have to... I've told them I can do it now. Well, I said I'll give it a try, so I've got to just shut up and stop overthinking it and just do it. And then I do it, and I feel really, really good about it. So I think, yeah, my favourite pieces are the are the um, the bespoke work because each piece is going to be completely unique. Yeah, I don't know about handing it down or anything. I know if I got a piece like that, that's mine forever. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like when you're all, you know, I'm thinking like family heirlooms oh, yeah. i'm thinking generational yeah definitely that could definitely be a nice heirloom piece with just like I, I don't think there's a lot of family portraits that are done nowadays really that are painted no but how funny would that be you see your friends come over and they point out this put the portrait of people oh who's that oh you remember that uh, old movie twilight well that's uh that's the lead actor on my grandma <laughs> It'd just be a funny talking piece. Yeah. Yeah, very. I, I guess I didn't think about that. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so how do you promote your business? Uh, through Instagram, um, Facebook. I use, I've started to use TikTok more. I am on it YouTube, so I'm trying all the bits. Um, I started to tweet a bit more as well. It says I've had the account since God knows when, but it, I, I sort of go through phases with it. I'm like, I'm going to try this again. And then lose interest or forget about it. <laughs> I like uh, I like the more visual things because tweet it you know, it's one liners or whatever. But I like pictures. I like videos. Well, I like pictures better. <laughs> I want to look at lovely pictures. Mm -hmm. So, has there been like a specific platform that you found more success in than any other platform that you've tried to get your content out on? Oh, see, it's that beast Instagram. So yes and no with Instagram because Instagram has helped so much it's helped me build my business but at the same time it keeps trying to crush me it's still in three years i've been deleted eight times i paint cannabis i don't sell it what are you doing but at the same time it's 
this is how I've made my friends. Uh, this is how I've made most of the business. Um, but because of what it does to me, I have started to break. It's made me branch out into the other social media apps. And according to my analytics on my shop, it ha- on the website, it has helped. Um, but I do, I get drawn to Instagram more. Yeah, I'm the same way as just... Instagram is really good for networking, like meeting you. But at the same time, like, please don't kick me off the platform, please. I've been good. I've been nice. Just let me stay. It's like a catch-22 because they want you on the platform. They want you using it. But at the same time, if you spend that little bit too much time, they're going to shadow ban you. They're going to restrict you. Don't spend more time on the app. Oh, no, come back. Ah, don't spend. It's like a cat. Instagram's literally a cat. I want to go outside. Don't touch me. Oh, I want to go outside. Ah, touch me. Ah, I'm hungry. No, I'm not. Give me your food. I don't want that. It's, ah, Instagram, dude. What? Frustration. Frustration. It's the bane of my life. But at the same time, it makes, it pays the bills. Yeah, I mean, there's a new app that um, has been coming a little bit of an emergence out there. There's been a little bit of an issue with um, they don't have Insta dealers like on Instagram, like trying to sell you weed. But they have like graphic design dealers who try to like they just uh, assault your DMs. And they're like, hey, so regardless of what you got on your page, even if you design your own stuff, I want to try to sell you a logo because I feel like I can do it better. And it would be like a whole bunch of like... I get those on Instagram too. You get those on Instagram too? Yeah, and they're like, oh, hey, do you need any logos or designs? I'm like, dude, look at the page. And they're like, yeah, I have. I'm like, so I'm an artist. No, I don't. (laughs) It's a disaster. It's so silly. But, um, yeah, Social Club is out, and it's kind of like Instagram, except it's um, purely cannabis-based, so there is not an issue with you getting shadow banned on there. There's some, I've heard, there's, there's some, I don't know if I trust it. There's, there seems to be something about content and selling date. There's some, have a look, have a go, don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm just like skim. It's in this stuff has been in my peripherals. I haven't fully absorbed it, so mm. go. Don't take me as gospel, but go out and have a little look. Uh, but I'm sure that there's something dodgy about Social Club as well. Um, mm. as much as it is like, well, hey, let's uh, spark off Instagram and go and and jump on this one. I'm sure I can't remember what it was. It's just one of those things I've seen. I've seen it. It's been in you know in my piv. Oh, what's it? Oh my brain, but I it, there's something there, but I don't tr- I don't fully trust it. Yeah, that is fair. Um, to be said, it is a. I did give it a try for five minutes, but no, I I just thought now. Nah. Ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, it's one of those things where, um, listeners, I am not promoting Social Club by any means. I'm just saying it's out there. Do your own research on that. Fully read the terms and services. If it's something you don't agree with. Don't join it by any means. Do what's comfortable for you because it is a social media platform. So, of course, big corporation, it's going to have a little bit of shadiness in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. But um, so I wanted to ask you again about the prints because you said you do the custom ones. Um, do you send them like an actual like the original or do you download or do you like upload like? Yeah, no, I'm not. A, I'm not a digital artist. I'm very much old school. I can't do digital um so i'll make the thing and then it gets packaged up and sent off to them oh even better oh man that's that's crazy 
Okay. <laughs> so is your shop online only or do you sell in a storefront as well? I don't have a storefront. It is all online. You can do it on my shop and you can do it through Instagram. Um, I've also got a telly channel as well where it's like first news, first grab it sort of things. So I've like created a piece. I'll whack it up on there before before it goes onto my website. Um and I, but I, I go to, uh, I've started doing um, the events, the underground Canna events that happen in the UK. The so we're all out in a field in some marquees, <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll take my, uh, I'll pack up my stuff and I'll go and do a couple of those in the summertime. It's good, but so that's my chance to get out there and like, meet people and network in real life. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, I definitely couldn't see doing that like in the middle of winter if it's a little cold. But getting out and networking during the summertime seems like a fantastic idea, especially since there's so many people trying to get something new that pops with bright colors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. So um, when we spoke, and you also mentioned it, that you had a little bit of some issues with um, shadow ban on social media platforms, how do you keep yourself motivated in the face of opposition while trying to get your business off the ground? Um, well, this is all I want. This is what I want to do. So this is, it's my, it is literally my life force. Um, so, so that's how I keep myself motivated. This is what feeds me. This is what helps me get my meds. And this is what helps my mental health and spiritual health. Because if I, before I was Buddy Mary, I was doing this anyway. Um, so now I'm just selling the art that I'm making and you know, um, so, uh, oh, I've lost where I was. Um, that's how I keep motivated. It, it, it's it is my dream of force because this is what keeps me going. Um, very very inspiring, and really that's what keeps me motivated with my podcast as well. And I know listeners that make content that's what motivates them is just their passion for wanting to do it so badly, and not even to try to make a name for yourself, but just to share the content that you enjoy mm -hmm. making with somebody else and making them smile too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. It can be really, really disheartening, um, especially when, like, when you've spent all day building a set or spent a few hours or weeks building props to then build a set and spend a few hours editing, doing all the stuff, and then it comes to posting it. And Instagram's got your shadow bands, so like two people see it or it gets deleted or whatever. You know, you, your whole page gets deleted after two I was on five and a half thousand followers the first time I got deleted. That was like a year and a half's work gone. And it was just, it was sad. Um, it's it, it can be seriously disheartening. And I did actually lose my mojo at the end of last year, and I'm still kind of clawing it back now. I couldn't even, I didn't even want to put my face in front of a camera. I couldn't even summon up that energy to. I, I'm not a makeupy person. I'm not. Don't feel like what I do is most basic. I was, I've literally been told I put makeup on like a caveman. <laughs> but the just the thought of having to do that and make myself like camera ready and then smile and do a little do the fit you know it just I couldn't do it and it would just bring me to tears and I just yeah so now I'm trying to get back into I'm, what's good what is handy is because they've deleted my accounts I've got all this content to use I don't have to get myself all dolled and do all of that stuff but uh it's I need I do need to get back into it um it can be disheartening but you just got to keep keep if you really if, you know if you are really that passionate about it and you do love it that much it doesn't matter that the 
you're just going to keep doing it. Yeah, and I'm I'm really sorry you were losing your mojo there towards the end of the year, and it's glad that you're getting back into it now and kind of just still making this stuff because we all really love to see it. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. Now, to mix things up, when we first spoke at the beginning of this interview, you mentioned that you were hosting a craft fair. Well, I mentioned it, but I want you to talk about this again. So tell us about the Canna Craft Fair. So Canna Craft Fair was invented in 2020 because, obviously, we were back down, back to lockdown. We were stuck in lockdown. And I realized the usual craft fairs that we have um, weren't going to be happening because of lockdown. And I thought, well, we don't have that for cannabis vendors either and when the events like when these later underground events are on they are more for the flower vendors and the edible sellers they're not so much for people everything else around it because as you we all know there's so much more than just smoking cannabis and just eating cannabis there's so much more around it like my partner's doing worms you know i'm making artwork someone crochets buds there's also basically if you are Okay. Oh my god, smell. Sorry, I thought I could smell burning then. Um, if if you knit socks and you smoke cannabis, you're and you're in the UK, you're eligible to to apply. Um, I wanted something that was for everything else around it, and I wanted it. Uh, yeah, and I wanted to to sort of merge the can the markets, the the craft markets with the cannabis space, basically. Um, and then obviously because we couldn't go outside, I needed to make it virtual. Um, my friend, she was doing like this online craft fair thing. I can't remember what it was called. It was something about badass babes, babes who create something like that. It wasn't a cannabis thing. It was just an online craft market thing. And the way it was on Facebook and the way they did it was each, each um, business had an album and they put the stuff that was for sale in there. So it just sort of kept on, you know, it was always there when you needed it. If you fancy shopping, you'd go on Facebook, type it in and it's there. I wanted something that was like an actual event, an actual happening event. So we could pretend we're all stood around it's joining in, doing this thing together. But social distanced you know um so it started off as just a christmas um craft fair and then it, it was really popular so we did a spring and lockdown carried on so we did a summer and then it was christmas again and then the world opened back up again and we did do a spring but you could see it was starting to go quiet it was much quieter because people were allowed out their house again um and it was also a lot of work for myself because that was then last spring and uh, my my grandfather died and i had some I, my mental health took a little dip again so it just got too much to do it so many times because when I'm doing it three times a year it meant that there was no real respite from planning the kind of craft fair so now it's just going to be happening um Chris every Christmas uh, I'd love to do a real one but I just don't have the funds um to do that myself um it's something I'd like to do in the future definitely um but at the moment it is now just once a year at Christmas time um each event we have a charity raffle so uh before when we first started I thought oh my god it'd be so cool to raise money for a charity that uh, was a cannabis charity but they didn't exist then um so we raised money for I think it was Women's Aid. We've raised money for Papyrus, a mental health uh, charity. We've raised money for 
Mind, another mental health charity. Altogether, in the past six events now that we've had, we've raised 2,598 or something. I can't remember. It's on. Uh, it's something along there. We're basically, it's just under three grand we've raised for various charities. And what's awesome, as I said, the, char- the cannabis charities didn't exist before. Now, six events later, two and a half years later, the first char- cannabis charity now exists in the UK, and it is called Intractable Epilepsy. Um, it's a charity that helps families um, with children who need cannabis medicine who can't afford to or don't know how to access it. Um, and it basically helps them get prescriptions um, and and pay for the meds. Um, they've been on the news recently, actually. I think they finally helped their first, because it's a brand new charity, they helped their first child recently. And then the first child got their meds thanks to the, the help of the charity. That's amazing. I did not know about this charity at all. I've heard of a few different things about as far as legalization goes in the UK. It's not really like a lot of like it's legal, but not everybody knows like the the entire it's, legality. It's it's got to be it's, THC is legal prescription with with a prescription. Um, uh, NHS. So even though this law's been in in effect since 2018 they've only released like three four prescriptions um but yet there's over 15,000 people in the UK on private prescriptions so it kind of make it easy and you've got to be able to afford a prescription um because I haven't got a prescription but I can't afford to get I can't afford to to see the consultant and then pay for this prescription when some of these consultancies are like 150 quid you may as well just spend 150 quid on decent weed especially with the crap that's been coming through where it's been moldy and it's been it's just it's not fit for human consumption they send it out to medical patients um so yeah but uh, these the the backs of the charity this um yeah this charity is brand spanking new so you i only met them last august in uh in product earth it's the uk's biggest cannabis expo um and they they were okay they, they had a stall there and i and i met them as soon as i met them i was like oh my god thank god right come december i've got some money for you <laughs> yeah who, who wants some money here you go you can this charity you can have some money <laughs> have we raised yes, yeah, 102 or 404 four something we're so yeah uh for for intractable um i'm really proud it's, i'm really proud of the however and dead it's, it's awesome we've had over 110 vendors as well come through oh wow and this is all taking place online so do you guys have like different time slots for live events Yes. So, so as I say, I wanted to make it an actual event. So we'll pick the date that it's going to happen. So it'll be a three day from Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and I write up the timetable beforehand so you can see when people are on, who you want to see. You can. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Not everyone goes live, but most of our vendors do str- live streams. So you don't have to buy a ticket. You don't have to leave your house if the weather's shit. If you are housebound, if you've got social anxiety, it does not matter. There's been uh, a nightmare with all the train strikes and public transport strikes here that does not matter you just need instagram and a, and an internet connection okay so what all takes place at these events that you said some are online some aren't tell us about it 
Uh, so this, uh, the, the kind of craft is the only uh, online one. Um, the underground events that happen in now, they, they are arranged by different people and mostly in England, unfortunately. So I've got to drive at least two and a half hours across Wales to get to England. Um, and they usually field base events, uh, marquees, vendors, um, lovely food stalls. Some some of them have um, performers now and e each one just seems to be getting better and better. Ooh, okay. So it's like a music event. It's like, um, well, when you're explaining all this, the only thing I can think of is just from throwback to what I'm familiar with, kind of like a, a Comic-Con convention where it shows you like the, the marquee for all the different events that, that they're going to have, whoever they're going to have talking, showcasing their work. There's different um, vendor spots set up, so if you want to actually this, that's the, this because obviously because THC is still illegal if you're not if you haven't got a prescription. So these are the underground events. Um, I think where you now you guys have got uh, the legal market. I think you call it the legacy market. So these are like the yes. legacy events. So they are they they're under the radar. Um, you've got to know someone to know someone. You have to be verified to be able to buy a ticket. So not anyone can just rock up because it's you can't. You've got to be careful who you're letting in. It's um, uh, yeah, it's got to be done properly because there's the, the danger behind it. But the, the, what you were describing there, that was the co like Comic Con style thing. That's product earth at the moment. Uh, you know when there's like marquees and stuff and the bunting, like a little school fair thing or school. Uh, I can't. Yeah. It's like, like that, a, like a job instead of crafts and stuff there for sale, it'll be weed. <laughs> like 80% of the vendors will have flour on the table and edibles and stuff. It'll be mostly weed and flour vendors. And then there'll be some um, food vendors, some of them do infused food then as well. It's cool. That sounds very fun. And so you answered my question as well, because I was about to say, is this open to the public? But no, it's invite only. It's what is you've got to buy a ticket, but you can only be um you can only get a ticket if you're verified. So you need you know someone who trusts you, know that you're not gonna tell the wrong people or dot you know. So it's it's all you've got to it, people have to be very careful um uh with with it. But uh yeah, so it's not it's not open to the public. It's sort of a if you know you know sort of thing. Ah, very interesting. Okay. Before we get back into today's episode, we gotta take a quick smoke break. Usually during these segments, I like to highlight some good smoke that I've personally picked up. However, today, I wanna talk about a highly intriguing strain that today's guest is absolutely in love with that I'm currently on the hunt for. Get your bowls and bangers packed because it's time to light up and dive in. Let's talk about pink panties. Pink Panties is an indica-dominant hybrid strain created through a cross of Burmese Kush and Florida Kush. The aroma from this bud is vibrant, rich, and very dank, boasting notes of a tart and tangy citrus alongside a strong floral bouquet, earthy berries, and sour chemicals. The taste is similar to a fruity symphony pairing sweet strawberry and peachy flavors with hints of flavors that are lightly chemical and floral. With a session of pink panties, you'll notice that you're feeling extremely relaxed with a heavy sense of potent yet functional physical sedation and sometimes immovable couch lock in larger doses. 
Not only this, but a lifted, euphoric, heady high accompanies this physical state, leaving Canna consumers feeling hazy and unfocused like their mind has been wrapped with a headband. These effects, accompanied by its higher than average 16-24% to 24% THC level, makes Pink Panties an ideal strain for medical cannabis consumers looking to tackle symptoms associated with anxiety, depression, insomnia, PTSD, and stress. The dominant terpenes in Pink Panties is myrcene, followed by caryophylline and pinene. That's all I've got for this smoke break. Now let's get back to the episode. So, before we finish off today's show, I've got some fun questions for you, just so the listeners at home can get to know just a little bit more about you. Okay. What's your favorite strain? Oh, it used to be strawberry ammo, and I know it's kind of basic. It's the strawberry strain, like red berry strains are really good for me. Um, I recently, I tried pink panties as an extract, and oh my god, when I sniffed it, my nipples got hard. It was amazing. See, okay, I've been hearing about this pink panties. What does it smell like? I need to know more about it. There's something familiar and nostalgic about it. It's kind of like sweeties, but fruity, but not. But it's still got like a little something that's deeper in there. Oh, I can't. I'm literally watering, just talking, like trying to tell you about it now. That's how good it is. Oh, okay. It's one of those ones. I did the dab and I involuntarily went, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, if I ever find it here, I'm definitely gonna have to try because that sounds pretty good. Ooh, I hope you get, I hope you get the pink panties. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, um, maybe if there's at least like some CBD flower or like a CBD phenotype of it, I could try that. Hmm. I hope you do. Yeah. Well, well, that's definitely on the hunt list now. <laughs> so, what's something you hate doing and why? Uh. It, in what context? That's that's in like what in weedy things or uh, just anything you hate doing. Uh I didn't know because that's still fun when you stone sometimes. Mm, mm, well, I don't know. That that's like asking someone think of a song and then you can't think of anything. Okay, okay, very I hate not being able to sleep. Uh. I hate insomnia. I hate going to the post office sometimes. That's just irritating. <laughs> I like the work being done, and then I want it to leave my house without me leaving the house. Yeah, that's always... Just, there we go. That's a better answer. That's a good one. Yeah, that's always someone that's like, oh, I gotta go to the post office, but it's like, oh. I've got three commissions waiting to go. I've finished them. They just need to go. Please leave my house. <laughs> it's okay. I believe in you. You can you can get them there. <laughs> I'm going to do it tomorrow. I can do it. <laughs> Okay, next. What are some crazy activities that you dream of someday trying? Oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Have you gone like, what is it like, bungee jumping or something? I don't want to know because I know I'd see. I always said I'd like to be one of those people who could do a bungee jump, but I know I can't. I'd stand there the whole. You'd have to push me off, and then I would come back up there and beat the crap out of you for pushing me off. <laughs> But yeah, so I would love to say I would be I wanted bungee jump, but I'm not one of those people. I would not do a skydive, and I wouldn't do a bungee jump. So I I like be I'm because I'm so ADHD and stuff. When I I say oh okay babe, I'm gonna have a rest now, and an hour later I'm still fiddling and doing things. I'm like okay no, I'm gonna lie down now. I am gonna rest. I'm gonna stop now, and then a half an hour later I'm not. So 
I like to be able to when when I actually lie down and when I do nothing. So I'd love one of these activities I'd love to do is be like in the Maldives on a glass floor looking at the fish smoking doobs. That's an activity I'd love to do one day. A hammock over a glass floor looking at tropical fish. Ooh, now that sounds pretty fancy. Okay, li living up, living it up big here. <laughs> well, I got a hammock in the garden, and as soon as it's warm enough, that's where, like, when I'm not working, that's why I'll sit and spend my time. Oh, you smoke out there too? Mm-hmm. Oh, Under the apple trees, it's bloody gorgeous. That sounds beautiful. I do not have a hammock out here that I can smoke on. I don't like really with some of the neighbors we got around here. Even though I'm a medical patient, they're still just like, ooh. You can't like it's they got they feel some type of way about it. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. That's shit. It's fine. I can smoke in my house though. So even though some people don't have that luxury, at least I can do that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. But yeah. So um, next up, what are your three favorite ways to get stoned? Uh, I love dabs. I wasn't a dabber. Um, despite smoking all like 13 14 years whatever it is but this summer we went we were at product earth so we spent three nights in a hotel and obviously i didn't want to be working at product earth all day and then go back to the hotel and then have to like go and find shady corners of the car park to have dubs and stuff in so i took we, i've got a rio a rigging one by stash products and it's like a whole dab rigging one with the torch built in and stuff um and i took that so we we're doing sneaky dabs in the hotel room and the three days of doing the dab just made me a dabber and now i kind of struggle with combustion sometimes um mm -hmm. so if i can't afford extracts i'm just on blunts i used to be a full bo full-time bonger I, i've got three of my bud vases i'm obsessed a, a recent tattoo i've just had is my first bong which is uh, the phoebe from my bud vase um and uh, I, I struggle with bongs now I used to love them, and I've even got bong tutorial on my YouTube. But I, I yeah, I'll still do one every now and again because I love my my bud vases. They're so beautiful. But uh, dabs definitely my first is my favorite. So let's say but number two would be blunt and or bong, and then uh, edibles. But I have got quite a high tolerance um, with edibles, so I yeah. Okay, so do you make your own edibles? Yes, I do do that uh, every now and again. Like just because I need to put, they need to be so much so strong. I can't, yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like I got, I gotta make my own cookies if I'm gonna have them, because otherwise it's just like I'm gonna be eating all these gummies that I bought and wasting it. Yeah, and then I start like I eat a whole batch of cookies. I'm like, well, I just put all that oil, all that sugar in it, and now it's in my stomach, and I'm like, where my belly's bad. I wonder why, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's see for the um. The edibles, what do you usually make? Do you have like brownies that you make or do you make cookies or cupcakes or what? Is anything you normally stick with? Uh, I'm really good at a loaf tin sort of cakey thing. <laughs> I'm crap at baking. I know I've put a cake. I was like, I put a cake in the oven before this, uh, before this interview. But I don't really, I'm crap at baking. I'm good at like the wetter stuff. So cake batters and that. So I got a loaf tin um, that I like to make like banana breads and fruit breads with. So that's tens. That's ten to what I use. Blah, blah, blah. That's what I tend to use or tend to make when I'm making edibles. Um, I'll put oh, it in an oil or, or a co you know, coconut oil or a butter or something. 
Ooh, it sounds good. I, I, I've made butter before, and there's times where I'm just like, what if I made, like, a grilled cheese with all this butter? But I'm like, that's that's too much. Like, I just need to, to like, distribute it in an even yeah. amount of cookies. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, that would be an amazing stony grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, it'd be green, wouldn't it? it w- yeah, okay, so it might look a little bit off. Oh, that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> So how long have you been smoking cannabis? Um, since I was nineteen, and I'm thirty three in May, so that's nearly fourteen years. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about you? Uh it'll it'll be almost I want to say seven years at this point. Oh wow! Yeah. So it has... do you come to it because of medical reasons then, or did you? Uh, that at first, really initially, my um consumption was no by my not by any means responsible, especially the avenues that I was trying to put myself in kind of like dangerous situations to get bud it made it to where it was just not an enjoyable experience for me so i stopped for a while i came back to it with my medical card and now it's just so much more the the medical program here though is way different than what you explained in the uk they're not sending us moldy strains we have the option of going to pick out and seeing what works for us we have blood tenders oh, that will wow. talk to us and so they don't have like you, you get i think that i, I i'm just getting i'm trying to remember what i've been told by friends who have mm-hmm. but you have like a choice i think of of like two or three you don't get to see them you might get a description of it um but you don't get to see or smell or interact with it anyway and then it comes to you in a uh, in by a via carrier in the post and that will be the only time you get to see it is when you actually receive in the medicine that that's like that my friend he he received his medical stuff uh and it was moldy he contacted them it took him 10 days to collect his prescription and then i think he said it took him another three months to to re- replace what? it so when well, you're paying that much money for it, you may as well just go go with who you know you know your buddy you know is going to be putting more love and care into the flower and you're going to get more of the good stuff from it than the crap that they're going to be sending you yeah it's almost like itself they're trying to sabotage it on purpose so they could almost say oh look we tried and it failed but no you you didn't try you tried it one way and you did it badly yeah see even your buddy even if they might be like uh, claim that they're five minutes away and it takes them another hour to get there. It's not going to take them three months to get to your house with your with your medicine. Like, you need that. Mm-hmm. That's yep. terrible. I'm yep. sorry for your friend. Yeah, me too. <sighs> well, to lighten things up, what movie have you recently <laughs> seen that you would recommend and why? <laughs> sorry to throw, throw you off like that. What? Don't worry. Um, we yeah, we was getting a bit sad then again. Um, well, I finally got to watch Up, and it was awesome. Um, so I'd recommend that. I loved it. It was all. It was so, so good. The uh, the Jordan Peele movie. I'd seen the trailer for it, and when I saw the trailer, I was like, Oh my god, I need to watch it. I was getting chills just watching the trailer on my phone. We had this old TV that when anything happened in the dark, you just had to pray a main character would turn a light on or strike a match or something. You could not see anything in this. It's it's not even a flat. It's it's got it's one of those old TVs where it's actually got a back to it, you know. Um, so we finally got a, a new TV for for Christmas, and we can see what happens in the dark now. You you could not see the details, so we finally watched up, and it was awesome. I felt like it was worth wait. Yeah, really good. You said it's called wait. Up. Oh, okay. The Jordan Jordan Peele movie. Nope. Okay. Yeah, okay. Nope. I was like, wait, up. I was thinking like Disney. Not up. Nope. Fucking up. Nope. 
I'm like, it's up in the air. No, no. Nope. nope, sorry. It's called nope. Oh my god, what a tit. Clearly tired. <laughs> I saw that movie. That movie was crazy. It's so good. That thing. What is it? I'm not I don't want to say anything about it, but oh my god. It's really good. But like all the symbolism and stuff, I loved it. I love all of these little and then I watched um Get Out uh shortly after, and there's like little easter eggs here and there and and um the yeah it's really cool it's just really cool i really like that that him as a uh, jordan peeler's director oh okay yeah he's he's done some really great stuff recently like with nope mm. after watching it, i was just like wow what the fuck did i just see and then i had to go and read about it for like the next two hours and i'm just like man that was yeah, yeah, yeah. So i gotta do a google now yeah, <laughs> it's time for google searching like we gotta go figure out some literary analysis type things oh it's so good so and then once you looked into it you're like okay and now i need to watch it again now i know all this stuff yeah see i i need to watch it again now that i've read about it but just really, I read about it like on the way back from the movie theater because I'm not the one driving. My husband is. So don't worry, I'm not doing anything that's going to put me in harm's way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was just so interesting to see just how how he fleshed out this thought. But it was insane in the cinema. Oh, man. Yeah, because I had to use the restroom. I was like, nah, I'm waiting. I'll put a, I'll put a pad on, put a nappy. I'm going to sit here and watch it. Right, like it, this was important to me. This was like it was ah man. I recommend listeners at home. You need to go see Nope, not Up. Nope. It's still good, but watch Nope. <laughs> it's definitely not the Pixar movie. I'm so, definitely talking about Nope. Yes, yes. Okay. Would you rather be able? <laughs> Sorry, I was just laughing. <laughs> Oh, no, you're fine. Uh, would you rather be able to sleep as long as you want and still get everything done in your day or never have to sleep another day in your life again and still feel refreshed? I think I'd like to sleep as long as I want and still get my stuff done because I have disturbed sleep and sometimes I feel like I've actually slept, but I wake up like I've not slept and I'm still tired and I can't get enough sleep. And I like being cozy. Um, I get up because I have to do my work. So yeah, definitely able to sleep as long as I want and still get my everything done in my day. Oh, okay. What about you? Yeah, that, that's a very good choice. So what about me? Mm hmm Hmm. I see, as much as I really love sleep and when I get to my off days, it's just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna catch up on sleep as much as possible. As soon as it's my off day, I'm staying up the entire night just trying to work on different little projects, get everything done. So I'm kind of torn between never having to sleep again, doing whatever I want, and really loving sleep. Mm, I feel you there. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, me, it can really go either way. Yeah, it was a hard one, that one. I had to think about that all day. <laughs> mm. <laughs> And finally, for my questions, can you tell the listeners at home how to find you and follow you online? Uh, so I am on Instagram. I am Buddy Mary Six. I am Buddy Mary Four. This is Buddy Mary. This is Buddy Mary Two. And Bad Buddy reviews all my Instagram pages because trying to leave me now, Instagram bitch. Um, I'm on Facebook. I think it's I am it's Buddy Mary or just I am Buddy Mary. No, on Facebook it's Buddy Mary. On TikTok it's I am underscore Buddy Mary because they do not like cannabis content and keep deleting me. Um, YouTube is Buddy Mary. 
and on Twitter, it's Buddy Mary. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll be sure to link all that in the show notes. If you didn't catch that, listeners, it's Buddy Mary. I am Buddy Mary and everything else, like I said, in the show well, notes for you. I want to. I'm kind of herpes. You cannot delete me. I'm just going to keep coming back. <laughs> just going to be like a million accounts. Oh, and I've got a website, buddymary.co.uk. All right, all right. Oh, wait, you said that was your website? Okay, say it one more time for us. BuddyMary.co.uk. All right, and that too will be linked in the show notes. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's been it's been a pleasure. Of course, and that cake that you put in before we got started, hopefully it's out now, hopefully it's delicious, and you have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you. There's not much left of it now, but you enjoy the rest of the day for me. Of course, because my day is just getting started. That's all about the time zone. Thank you so much. Of course. Take care. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Psst. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Do you have a question you want to ask or do you want to submit an idea for a future show? Email me at smoke to smoke 420 at gmail.com or send the show a voice message on Anchor FM. Please be sure to give the show a review and share this show at your next smoke sesh. The podcast email will be included in the show notes. Also, did you know that after a long time coming, Smoke to Smoke is finally available on Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you stream your favorite shows. That's right, the show is now right alongside with the best of them. And don't forget, for the latest updates when the show airs, sneak peeks into my Canna adventures, and for educational cannabis infographics, you can check out Smoke to Smoke on Instagram and Cannabuzz. That's going to be Smoke to Smoke underscore podcast. The podcast is still currently hardcore shadow banned on Instagram, so the best way you can help the show continue to grow is by word of mouth. Share the show with your friends and Canna family and let them know that they can now enjoy the show too wherever they stream. And don't forget to follow the show wherever you're streaming it right now so you're the first one to know when a new episode drops. Thank you for tuning in this week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Smoke to Smoke. I hope y'all enjoyed it. As a matter of fact, if you did, please be sure to review the show wherever you stream, and don't forget to check out Buddy Mary on Instagram, all her pages, to see her latest products and reviews and all she's got going on in the scene. Everything will be linked in the show notes. That's all I've got for this week. To all my listeners near and far, no matter where you are, remember to smoke responsibly, and I'll see you next Wednesday.